And welcome back to another episode of Grounded with Brandon and Craig. We are here in central Ohio on a little bit of a chilly morning, but it's great. Welcome, Craig. Welcome to you. Had to, uh, had to uh, prolong our intro because I was waiting on Craig to get done sending his Monday morning podcast Snapchat out to all I just you did. people. I just so, did. I just sent it out. I did. So for those of you out there. You know, uh, Snapchat and me together is kind of crazy because I'm not a social you media. You are not. Dude, you so. have – so <clears throat> back, what, a year and a half, two years ago, uh-huh. he took the plunge and he jumped into Facebook. I did. And, and it was like when he did, it's like, okay, how long is this going to last? And so I was on there for like – 10 days. I was going to say, it was over a week. 10 days. Not much more. And I had like over 300 friends in 10 days. In 10 days. You were a popular man. But I I, I dumped it. He dumped it quick. So you've had Snapchat now for what? It's been a while. It's been a while. It's probably been a year maybe? Close to a year probably. Maybe maybe not quite, but almost. I think you're getting close. Yeah. 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 I'm, <laughs> I don't know. So <laughs> it's a little easier than Facebook. And the beauty of it is... You know, you don't have to read everybody's stupid comments. I just think Facebook is kind of um It I, is. People are like I, you know, can I be honest about Facebook? Facebook is a selfish thing because there's a lot of just it's all about me. It's and all I about think, me whining, okay. complaining. And I think people post things on Facebook to find validation. For sure. I do. Like, oh, I'm having a terrible day, or I don't look good, or oh da 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 and they're like, No, you're great. We exactly. love you. You're perfect the way you are. You just be and I'm just like, Oh, come on. Right. right. Do y'all nearly need to And hear then there that? are some people that post things on Facebook that it's like, Wow, you didn't need to post that. It looks like TMI. TMI. Too much. Too much information. Yeah. Right. Too much visualization sometimes. It's like I didn't oh, need to yeah. see that. Yeah, Anita has read me a few things and I was like well, wh- where's that at? She's like, Facebook. I'm like, okay, first of all, nobody needs to know that. Exactly. And the whole world knows it, though, for some reason. Right. So anyway, that's um, that's partially the reason why I went off of Facebook. I just got sick of looking at everybody's Everyone's junk. Junk. Just yeah. say it. Junk. Junk. Yeah. And, and then, you know, then you're – and I think Facebook breeds um, negativity a lot. I think it breeds yeah. negativity because I, I found myself being a negative person in the 10 days. I'm like right. – because I wanted to sound off just like everybody else. I wanted to say, ah. Here's the cool thing. Like my feed lately, and it's because of what I follow and what I look at, it's like archery. Archery and hunting, like that's mostly what I see. And I right. see a few people stuff from – but at the top of my feed, like they've started filtering through like what you mainly look at. And so right, right. I don't get as much of the junk. But That's good. My wife, <clears throat> while we're on this topic of social media and, and Snapchat and all this stuff, yeah, we went to dinner last night. We we had a date night. So thank you to my, my mother-in-law who watched our kiddos so we could get a little bit of time together. Went to Longhorn. It's good to be king, isn't it? It's good to be king, yeah. She was like, where does Craig come up with this stuff? It drives her nuts. She's, like, she's just like, where does he come up with this stuff? I'm like, I don't know. I just let him do it because it it, it brings joy to Craig. Yeah, and you, you have to admit, when you sent me that last night, he sent me a picture of his steak. Actually, I just – after yesterday's sermon, I said, I don't have to see what you're eating for dinner. And he sent me a picture of what he was eating for dinner. And so I sent back a Snapchat or whatever, and I said, it's good to be king. And then I had a graphic of him you're, sitting in a throne and me bowing down. Our before bitmojis. Our bitmojis. Yeah, I had to admit that was pretty good. I liked it. Yeah, no, it looked – I li- And don't, I, don't let your wife kid you. She loves it. I think she does too. But anyway, so on the way there, um, she looked over at me and she was like, so did Craig step on your toes today? I'm like – um, like out of all of the fruit of the spirit, like I feel like joy is one of my best ones. Like why? And she's like, he talked about taking pictures of your dinner and sending people pictures of your dinner. I'm like, that's not a selfish thing. I just like to make people jealous of what I'm eating. <laughs> so I'm like, I'm definitely, I, I was like, don't let Craig kid you. I got a Snapchat last time he was at Longhorn of his steak. Come on. Oh man, but it is good to be king, isn't it? It's great. It's great drinking my my Tim Hortons coffee out of my coffee hound mug. This is a this is a mug that has been around the church for I don't know how long. Yeah. Um I'm already down to coffee lover. It's there's there's lines on the inside as you fill it up and it's like um something weak sister. Yeah. Um child play. Child's play coffee yeah, lover yeah. and then the top line is coffee hound. Coffee hound so yeah. he was like, "How much do you want?" I'm like, Coffee hound, like fill it up. So I'll tell you, we didn't get any coffee from anybody this week. So, but we did get some from Brandon Chenault, and he brought in some Tim Hortons yeah. from Costco. And and I have to admit, you know, we've talked about this a lot. 
uh, Brandon uh, likes his coffee black, but he also likes it weak. I don't like it weak. I like it smooth. Anyway. Words are important. I like my coffee like coffee was meant to be. And apparently drinks it like John Wayne with a ton of syrup not in a it. Ton. And sugar. Not a ton. I don't even know Sweet. sugar, bro. Not. Well, that's, that, that stuff's got sweetener <sighs> okay. in it. Okay. So, but anyway, he said, I made Tim Hortons down in the kitchen. And I said, okay, did you, make, did you it? make it? I said, did you make it weak? He said, well, I made it stronger than I like. And I said, so that means it's stronger than you're like, and it's weaker than what I like. Let's go down and figure it out. So I walked down there, and what did I do? I pulled you the pot out, the pot and I was up. like, oh, this looks good. And I'll have to admit, you did a very good job. Thanks. You know what? And I'm drinking it black, and it's not too strong. And that's the thing. I don't John Wayne would mind, be so happy with you. I don't mind stronger coffee as long as it's not bitter. It's got to be right. smooth. Well, that, I agree with you. I don't like bitter coffee either, and there's some bitter coffee, and you know we don't have to get into that again because everybody knows that who we love and who we don't love. You know, Starbucks is the most bitter coffee Ugh. on the face of the planet, and um, yep. not good coffee. I mean, no. I, I've had their coffee where I've put in sugar and cream and sugar and more cream, and, and you can still it, taste. I'm like, the, why does this still right. taste like dirt? Yeah. So um, I don't know what the I don't know what what the I think it's like a status thing. I got my Starbucks today. Right. I drove through the star. I drove through the line today with my BMW, and I got my Starbucks. All right. I just want to. Not say everybody that. can drive a BMW and drink Starbucks. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> right. Right. Exactly. Um, you know what I'm talking about. I know exactly what you're talking about. <laughs> but anyways, um, you know exactly what I'm saying. Moving on from that. All right. I had to swap cars, and I'm driving a BMW today. It. Oh, let come, me tell you something. Can come, I just say it? Come noon. I, can I, I just won't say something? It, anymore. it is good to be king. It's good to be king. <laughs> Elon. I Musk. couldn't figure out how to put the thing in park. It was like driving, like like driving a, a spaceship like, enterprise. Right, Starship right? enterprise. It's right. like, hey, Captain Kirk, can you come show me how to park this <laughs> <Right>. thing? <laughs> um, but anyway, so I don't know if you've been through. I like to go through Tim Hortons drive through. You talked about going through Starbucks drive through and how that's the status thing. So yesterday we talked about joy, and we'll get there here in a little bit. But it's I coming. It's coming. It's coming. I love You're like please get to it. My joy is being sapped right now. <laughs> right? No. I love to go through Tim Horton's drive through afternoon because one of the the managers there, her name is Pam. Yes. Do you have you I love Nicest Pam. lady I've ever met in my life. Super Mine nice. Too. Super nice. And and nice. I told her one day I went through and I, and I asked her I'm like, "Pam, are you one of the managers here?" She said, "Yeah." She said, "I'm I'm one of the managers." She's not the manager, but I said, "Well, let you know, your other managers know that you have trained your people really well because you've been through other drive throughs mm -hmm. You've been places where they're younger. I call them kids. You know, I'm getting right. to the point now I'm almost 40. I can call these, you know, 18, 19, 20-year-olds kids. You've been to the other places where they're rude and they they just are there because they need a job. Right. It's not that way at Tim Hortons. Like, they have trained them really well. Those younger kids, right. you know, to me, a bit, they're always polite. They're always, you know, yeah. you know, yes, sir, no, sir, you know, have a great day. Yeah. And so I told her that. But Pam is a joy. I love pulling up and, and hearing her voice. She's like, welcome to Tim Hortons. This is Pam. How can I help you today? I'm like, hey, right. and I think Pam knows me because, like, not many men order coffee. Well, the reason she knows you is because when I was with you when she did that, you went, hey, Pam, this is Brandon, and yeah, I would like to have. Right? I did. I actually <laughs> did let her know my name one time. I was like, she lets me know her name. I need to let her know who I am. Right. But um, I'm not sure how many men come through and order a large coffee with two shots of almond milk. Well, or get a Beebs brew. I haven't got to be. They don't sell them anymore. I know, but you wore that. It's out. coming. Come you summertime, they'll bring it back, and like I will. Four times a day, bro, for a Beebs brew is a lot. I remember the time I went through, and are you you went through and you asked? I was in the passenger seat. And you're like, hey, what's that new, um, new new uh, cold brew you've got? And oh yeah, I said, hey, what's that drink you hit? Remember, I, I taped it. You did, and they was, were like, well, it's a French vanilla cold brew. And you're like, yeah, what's, yeah that called? what's it called? And they're like the Beebs brew, and you're like, yeah, that's it. And they were like, yeah, it's just a French vanilla cold brew. <laughs> At least I know what to order now. So, um, we in the summer we always go bike riding, you know, three or four times a week, and we'd roll through Tim Hortons and um, toward the evening. And after you'd have like a ten mile bike ride, I'd go get a cold brew, which was like not the French vanilla, but what's the other one? Um, chocolate mocha, mocha. The, the mocha, mocha cold brew is good. And Pam would be like, "Do you want the cold foam on top of that?" And I'm like, "Yes, please." Yes. And so. The difference between everybody else and Pam. So now everybody listens like, I gotta go find, I gotta get this from Pam. 
she makes the Culbers so different because it, it's like a picture of – she's like a Rembrandt when she makes this. Right? It's like perfect. It's like a picture. Like the other people, it's like – it's just the cold films there. They got the chocolate mixed up in there. It looks like something I would make. Kennedy. Kennedy made exactly. cold brew. She shoves it to you. You're like, I don't even want to disrupt this. This thing looks really awesome. So You hand it back. Can you flash freeze this for Exactly. Me? So, yeah, well, there there is a yeah. Tim Hortons. If you want – if you want joy, go in the afternoon, go through and order a coffee, and you will not be disappointed if Pam is working. Nicest so, lady, yeah. Um, nicest lady in in the, like um in a business like that. I think I've met. I agree. I agree completely. So, so if she's listening, thank you. Thank you. I doubt maybe I maybe doubt. I'll hand her a, a sticker or something. Say hey, hey, we need listen. to ask her if we could podcast from a Tim. Oh Horton. heck yeah, she'd let us. Yeah, and I bet she would keep us supplied with cold brews and. Oh man, like can you make me a Beebs brew, please? She's like, well, we don't have the cups, but <laughs> I can make it the same. Oh, my. Anyways. Yes. I still never got my beanie. I thought you were going to buy me a beanie for Christmas. I actually, honestly, I almost bought you one. Mm. You know, the, the, the thing about doing that is, is I'd actually have to walk in and, and say the, the words. words. Yeah. <laughs> I thought about doing it and just writing it out like I'm a mute and just hold the sign up. <laughs> And do it have like a need to do it for you. Yeah. Oh man, that's just wow. Yeah. Anyways. I like to see my son ordering that. Oh, that'd be fun. Oh, it would be. It'd be fun. All right. <laughs> I bet Dustin secretly loves Justin Bieber. Yeah, I Look, bet you're right. Hit me up, just, Dustin. Let me know. <laughs> I bet you're not right. Yeah, I'm sure. I'm sure I'll get a text on that one. So, oh, man. what else is up? What's up with no, you? No, I mean, not much. I mean, we're. Um, Tomorrow's supposed to be almost like 55 or whatever, and weather's been kind of crazy, and a lot of oh, rain, and um, rain, and cold, and cold. warm, and cold, and yeah. A lot of people sick right now. Oh, yeah, so. and a lot of, I mean, you you battled a headache the other day. Oh, yeah. I had a nasty migraine oh, yeah. a week ago today, yeah, right after yeah. we, like, toward the end of our podcast, I started getting a headache, and it turned into a migraine. It's like, there have been a lot of people I've talked to that have had migraines, and I think it's just been the weather fronts moving through. Yeah, it has. Yeah, it's it crazy. Has. Um yeah, we're um I think we're doing pretty good. I mean, everybody seems to be doing well. Uh one of the grandkids hurt his leg, so they're not sure what's going on with that, if Uh-oh. it's broken or if it's just strained mm. or whatever. So, you know, and try not to overreact, you know, to cuz you don't want to go to the emergency room, you don't want to go you just want to go to the right place. So, they're, exactly. they're trying to figure all that out and yeah, that's see what nice. happens. So, um but no, everybody seems to be doing good. How about your family? Doing good. Yeah. Doing real good. It's good to Beamers. be Beamers. Yeah. Beamers. 20 ounce steaks. You are a king, I didn't. I did not have the outlaw. Oh, see, that's I a just shame, had the bro. regular ribeye. See, that's a shame. But here's the deal. I got to eat some of Allie's, too, because she wasn't, you know, she was, she doesn't like the, as your granddaughter would call it, the squishy. The squishy. Yeah. Um, the fat. And so she was, she cuts, she's, you know, generous when she cuts around it. And it's like, hey, are you going to eat that? So what ounce was that steak that you 12. had? 12. Oh, my gosh. What? I guess it's good to be queen then. I guess. <laughs> and, you know, Allie asked me this morning. She said, so if you're king, does that make Craig queen? I said, yes. No. <laughs> yes. No. It makes me emperor. <laughs> yeah, emperor it's good Palpatine. To be emperor. <laughs> right? <laughs> She's like, where did that come from? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> oh, man. So, no, we're good. We've um, Kids are off from school today, so they're out having brunch with family. and so. I will tell you this. Um my friend Jason texted me Uh-oh. and told me that he has dropped something in the mail. And I don't know if – I'm assuming it's what we talked about, mm-hmm. and it has to do with maple syrup. But we'll see when it um, comes my way. Is there sure? Is there sugar in syrup? Yes. Then yes. Then you're going to like it, right? <laughs> then we'll love it. <laughs> now, the only problem is is um, if I get that and I bring it, we're going to have to have waffles or something that day. So we're going to have to like, uh, you know. I'll make it happen. Yeah, we're going to have to, you know, if, if we don't have to eat like 20 of them, but no, maybe no. a couple. I've got know. a waffle maker that makes the big Belgium waffles. And so we'll just make a batch of that. It makes like three of them with, with a batch. maple syrup. So. With maple syrup. See, it won't, and we'll, we'll eat it. We'll, we'll, we'll gross everybody out and eat it right on the podcast. Absolutely. All right. So if he dropped that in the mail, he's where? Indiana? Yeah, I'd say we'd be getting it here midweek or so. Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah, unless the mailman takes it or something. So as long as we get it, thanks, Jason. We'll let you know how it is. So hopefully right. the mailman doesn't take it. <laughs> if Anita, he makes it here, I might just drink it from the jug. You might. Yeah, I might just drink it from the jug. Or Anita may cut it off and yeah. steal it from us. She might. She might. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> she does like her maple syrup. I would say don't let my kids hear that because they love like the good grade A maple syrup. Like they don't like the 
Mrs. Butterworth's and that stuff. Oh, that's, have you had Mrs. Butterworth light syrup? Mm-mm. It's terrible. Mm-mm. It's terrible. Mm-mm. It's like drinking wheat coffee. It's terrible. It's terrible. <laughs> so we had a pretty good day yesterday. We had a good uh, it day. was a cold start to the morning yep. and um but uh you, you can just kind of tell when it's cold people yeah. are coming in and they're moving slow, but, but it was a pretty good day. Attendance was down. We have a lot of people sick. Yeah, we do. I've had, heard that. Had a few people gone mm-hmm. and so I mean, we weren't as big as we have been, but we're still a pretty good crowd. And, yeah. Yeah. Um, but yeah, we are on, we, um, hoofed it through our second week of the fruit of the spirit and, uh, we were on joy mm-hmm. and, um, that's a, quite the topic to be, you know, we hear about yeah, joy, we yeah. sing about joy, joy to the yeah. world. And, but what is joy? I mean, it's really, uh, it, it's really something that you, mm-hmm. joy is almost something you got to be intentional about. You have to be intentional. You have to work at it every yep. single day. So I asked the question yesterday to start off with and, um, I, you know, kind of in both <laughs> services, they kind of chuckled a little bit. And, um, and the question that I started off with was, are, are you fun to live with? Are you fun to be with? And, um, and I said, if you want to know that you might think you're fun to live with, but if you want to know the truthful answer, ask your spouse, your spouse. Yeah. or your family. And everybody kind of chuckled about that because it's true. I mean, are you really fun to be? Cause I think we see ourselves in a whole different light. It's kind of like when you see yourself in the mirror. Right. And you see yourself as one way, but then you see a picture of yourself taken that afternoon. You're like, whoa, that's not what I thought exactly. I looked like. So I think we see ourselves in a different light than what we actually are. Right. It's probably good to, you know, figure out, am I a joyful person or, or am I not? So right. but you said you were going to eat last night. and Yeah. Well, and maybe that's what I should have asked Allie. You know, we were going to eat and, and she, you know, she asked me that question and, and she asked, you know, am I a joyful person? And, and I asked, maybe I should ask her, am I fun to live with? Cause I think that may be a different answer. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. 100%. But it's a, uh, um, I don't know that I'm always fun to live with. I feel like I have joy, but I'm not always well, fun. Well, I think, with. I think all of us could say that. I mean, I think right. we all have our mood swings yeah. and we all, you know, we wake up on the wrong side of the bed or something gets in our crawl or, yep. um, but you know, but don't you think that goes along with the, you know, happiness or joy? I mean, yes. sometimes there's a difference, yeah. but I, I think overall we should be joyful to, to live with, you know right. what I mean? So, yes, absolutely. You know, and that's the thing is like joy, that's a choice. Exactly. Happiness is going to fluctuate. Happiness is going to change based on the circumstances circumstances surrounding you. Um, and, and you may go through one day and you're completely happy the whole day. And then the next day you feel like the rug gets pulled out from exactly. under you and you're not happy. But that doesn't mean that you can't find joy exactly. in the day. They're, they're, a lot of times joy and happiness get lumped together, but they're not. They're not. They're, 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 they're totally two different. It's mm-hmm. like, um, you know, black or white or, you know, um, Chocolate or not chocolate or cake or pie. It's right. two different types of things here. And the thing that I wanted to get every, get across on that is just to let people know that not only did Jesus Christ come to save us from our sins, but he, he came to radically transform our personalities. And I, and I believe that it gets back to what we've talked about before that I believe it was Wayne Smith that said some people will get baptized and yeah. they stand yep. and they drip dry at the baptistry steps and they never move beyond that. That's the difference between the power of the Holy Spirit living in you and what Yes, you're saved. Yes, right. you have been cleansed of your sins. But other than that, boom, you're not, there's no joy. There's no demonstration of the spirit. There's no fruit of the spirit. And so that's why I haven't used this scripture in a while, but I love, love this. this one of my favorites. This could be my, my theme song. I would say I, this is one of my top favorite scriptures. Second Corinthians 5.17, anyone who belongs to Christ has become a new person. The old life is gone and the new has become. And, and I, and I think that when the new life or the old life is gone, that would be Allowing ourselves the spirit to come into our life to not us, to not let us go back to where we once were. Right. To have those attitudes, those thoughts, those things, and, uh, and allow that new life to continue to go. But I think that's an ongoing thing. Right. I don't think exactly. that's a, that's a journey, don't you think? It's it not is like, a journey. hey, it's going to be, I'm perfected in this. Yeah. And that's the thing, you know, as we look through these nine aspects of the fruit of the spirit, you know, yeah, you may be doing great at joy right now, but you know what? In a week and a half, two weeks, a month, a year, Joy may be at the bottom of your list. You have to constantly work on all nine right. of these aspects. And we we had a sermon series a few years ago called Fight for Joy. Yes. And it was out of Philippians. But I really do believe you have to fight for your joy. Yes. I've had people tell me I don't agree with that, but I I yeah. I don't agree with you. Right. Because you literally have to fight for your joy because you will allow your 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 circumstances or emotions yep. to override the facts of your joy. Right. 
Yeah, it's a, it's a daily mindset. You read from Galatians five nineteen through twenty one. You know, you talked about you know that old life is gone, the new life has become. It says when you follow the desires of your sinful nature, the results are very clear: sexual immorality, impurity, lustful pleasures, idolatry, sorcery, hostility, quarreling, jealousy, outbursts of anger, selfish ambition, dissension, division, envy drunkenness, wild parties, and other sins like these. He says, let me tell you again, as I have before, that anyone living that sort of life will not inherit the kingdom of God. How plain. That's that old life. You know, that's that's living in, you know, when you follow the desires of your sinful nature. And half of those sins that were listed have to deal with your, your, you know, the sins of your, or the dealing with your disposition, your personality, right. those things that right. yeah. allow you to, you know, to Jealousy. have joy. Yeah. <laughs> Galatians five twenty two through twenty five, which is just a few verses later, right. which gets into the meat of it, because he he ends that like you just said, you know, those who live that sort of life will not hear the kingdom of God, and then beginning in verse twenty two, right. the next verse, it says the Holy Spirit produces this kind of fruit in our life, and this is the thing that everybody is, has to realize. This is the new life. The old life is gone. Here's because the, new the life. Holy Spirit is doing it through. It's not you, right? Not you. Yeah. And you can try to be have love, joy, yeah. peace, patience. You, you can try that, yeah. but yeah. you're only going to get so far because you don't know how to do it without the Spirit because you're not going to find it anywhere else. Exactly. So this kind of – the Holy Spirit produces this kind of fruit in our lives, love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. There is no law against these things, and those who belong to Christ Jesus have nailed the passions and desires of their sinful nature to the cross and crucified them there. Since we are living by the Spirit – I love that because he's directing us – let us follow the Spirit's leading in every part of our lives. Right. I love that because he mentions the Holy Spirit produces this kind of fruit in our lives. And then he says at the end, since we're living by the Spirit, let us follow the Spirit's leading. Basically, right. who's in control? God. God is in control. So I um, that's, that's some very convicting <laughs> words in Galatians. Yeah, absolutely. I looked up the definition of desire because, you know, in both of those passages of Scripture, he used, you know, when he said, when you follow the desires of your sinful nature, um, and then there toward the end in verse, um, I think it's 24, yeah, those who belong to Christ Jesus have nailed the passions and desires of their sinful nature to the cross. And and um, definition of desire is a strong feeling or of wanting to have something or wishing for something to happen. And so that goes back to what you said. Mm-hmm. We have those desires. Mm-hmm. And, the you know, our sinful nature mm-hmm. produces those desires in our life. Right. But we have to tap into the gift that God has given us in the Holy Spirit mm-hmm. to surpass those, mm-hmm. to flush those out and to put those behind us, you know. So here's here's the thing about this. The Holy Spirit is huge, and, and right. I don't think that we rely on that enough or tap into that enough, talk about it enough, although we do talk about it. Right. But if this Holy Spirit is giving us this, and it comes from the Holy Spirit, you're going to be – you're going to be able to be judged by the Holy – if the Holy Spirit's working in your life if you have this fruit, correct? Right, correct. So here's my thinking. I'm not saying that allowing allowances for being human in a bad day or a bad week or, you Mm -hmm. know, circumstances, but I'm allowing, I'm saying overall Mm -hmm. throughout a year, you should be able to tell if a person or a Christian has the Holy Spirit leading their life. Right? Yep. And so that's why I always say, I can tell if the Holy Spirit's living in your life. Now I'm, I'm also letting, you know, giving passes for bad days, circumstances are I don't feel well. Right. You know, I'm human, so right. I might I might spout. But I'm talking about overall, the overall person. I'm not talking. If you are a person that's always negative and complaining and griping and always stirring dissension, because you're not going to yeah. inherit the kingdom of God. Right. That's not just in the world. That's in the church. If you're dis- if you're causing dissension in 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 the church or you're causing division. You will not inherit the kingdom of God. That shows that you do not mm-hmm. have the fruit of the Spirit. Right. So if you're causing division because you don't like something, because we're not singing a song, or we don't like, because you don't like the old, the new songs, or you're causing division because you don't like the, you know, the carpet or this, 
you're not going to inherit the kingdom of God. And I don't right. care how long you've been a Christian or how long you, quote, have been coming to church. Right. And this is what I've been trying to tell Christian people for the last 10 years and especially over the last three years. Get this right. Right. It's too much. Don't, because you're, you're following your spirit. Right. Your right. desires. Right. And what was that definition again? Yeah. The desires. The, the wanting. Of something, you know, the longing for something. There you go. Happen, wishing that's, for it to happen. That's not the spirit of God. Right. That's, that's, that's your spirit. And so that, that's good. That's a good, that's a good definition. I think, yeah. So. And, and in, just hearing you talk there and you, talk, you know, talking about, you know, how you can, you can give allowances for a bad mm-hmm. day. You can give allowances for circumstances causing something. But yep. if you look over the long stretch, you look over a year in a Christian's right. life, you'll right. be able to tell if they're tapped into that. You know, it's, I know we have a lot of people out there in podcast land who love baseball. And our baseball analogies. Right. So Allison and Sue, this is for you. You know, you look like, uh, you know, obviously I'm a big Braves fan. Um, and say the Braves, you know, have a game where they get blown out 20 to 2. And you're like, oh, man, they're the worst team in baseball. Right. But yet you look at their their overall record. And they're and 20 games up. They're 20 games up. It's like, okay, no, that they had a bad night. Right. Or they, they were giving their guys a rest and they were playing their second and third right. string team. Right. You know, you can't take that one night and be like, Oh, our season's done. You know, you have to look at the long haul or, or basketball, you know, yep. you know, look at the Tar Heels this year. Yep. You know, everybody came in, they thought they were going to be the best team because of what they did last year. Well, guess what? Last year's not, not here. Yeah. This year's here and they've yeah. kind of stunk it up, yeah, but yeah. you know, yeah. they've got a, a chance to turn it around. The, the year's not over yet. And so exactly. you have to pull out and look at that snapshot. Like they've, they've shown glimpses, right. but it's like, what is the team really like? And that's the same way it is with, exactly. with us as Christians. Like, okay. Yeah. They, he had a bad day that day. Right. You know, we can, we can let that, you know, we can understand that that doesn't, doesn't mean that, you know, that's right. Yeah. But we can take a step back and look at the snapshot of the year and say, okay, that person is tapped into the Holy Spirit. Exactly. That was just, you know, a bad day for them or circumstances were, you know, surrounding them and whatnot. And so. Well, it's like when I was in uh, high school, um, a friend of mine told me a story when he was younger. He uh, he was a, he started getting into baseball, and his mm-hmm. dad kept telling him what a great player Johnny Bench was, and he's an awesome catcher and all that. And he said, uh, he told me this was years ago. He said, um, first game I ever saw Johnny Bench play. He said I was ten years old, and he said he struck out three times <laughs> and he hit into a double play. He made an error and had two pass balls. And Ooh. I looked at my dad and said, he's the worst player I've ever seen. But that year he won the National League MVP. Uh-huh. Yep. And so you, you look at something like that and you're right. It's because you, you, you have to make allowances for bad games because right. that's not your typical. Now, Johnny Bench yeah. may never strike out three times in a game ever again and he may never have a, another pass ball the rest of the year. Right. And he may only make three or four errors because the guy may never made errors. Exactly. So, for sure. Um, so you just happen to catch him on a bad night. Right. Um, everybody has a bad night or a bad day. And I think God allows for that. I think God allows for us to, that's a part of the spirit living in right. our lives because we're just human. I mean, we're, and, yeah. And do, and are we able to grow through that you know and if we are tapped into the holy spirit i think we we are able to allow the holy spirit to grow us in through those circumstances i love what c.s lewis said i I didn't have the quote down there for everybody so i'll I'll go ahead and read that in c.s lewis's book surprised by joy he says when i became a christian there was a new sense of well-being and contentment in my life through through christ that i have never thought that was humanly possible And, and the reason i threw that in there is because you can't think humanly when it comes to god Exactly. You're never going to get to where you need to be thinking in your mindset and your limited capabilities. You've got to allow God to take the reins and you got to allow God to lead you by his spirit. Right. You can have the fruit of the spirit because mm-hmm. you might think, I'll never have this fruit. Right. I'm never going to be those things. But you know what? You can, though. Right. With the, with the power of God's Holy Spirit, with you relinquishing control, you, you can allow that to to happen. So Exactly. You, you said you didn't know where this came from, but I love this definition. I have definition. two definitions. I have yeah. no idea where they came from. And – um and so we'll just give credit to Wayne Smith. You know, he's no longer with us. So I was going to give Brandon Chanel, but I was like, yeah. <laughs> no, but you, you, you're not sure, but it was a great um, definition of joy. It says joy defined, an inner sa- satisfaction, an excitement for life that comes from your personal relationship with Jesus Christ, regardless of what happens to you. And that's the perfect definition, I think, yeah. for a joyful person as a Christian. An excitement for exactly. life that comes from who? From Jesus. So I, I think my numbers are correct because I, I really uh, I really hooked, looked up this and, and studied this. But uh, the word joy or rejoice is used in the Bible th- 330 times. Right. Um, being happy is used 26 times. Exactly. And I thought that was a good yeah. breakdown of those two 
Yeah. Just to show the difference there. And I think I said, God does, God's not concerned about your happiness. He is concerned about your joy. Yeah. And I, I, I believe that because God, we may not have things in our life that's going to make me happy. Mm-hmm. You know, it's kind of like I may get up tomorrow morning and my car won't start. Right. I'm not going to be happy about that. Mm-hmm. You know, I may be driving and I get a flat. I'm definitely not going to be happy with that. I may go to get gas and uh, gas might be $5.90 a gallon. I'm not going to be happy about that. Or next week we may get 18 inches of snow. Are you going to be happy about that? What? Will you have joy? <laughs> what? <laughs> I, what? Craig loves the snow, everybody. I do. Loves I can't, it. yeah, if I had 18 inches of snow, I'm just gonna, I'm gonna, I'm, I'm gonna just hug it, embrace it, do snow angels, I'm gonna tell Alright, Olaf. <laughs> yeah. I, I, I am Olaf, you know, it's like, <laughs> you like warm and sun and all things summer. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, 100%. <laughs> I like to put my snow up against the burning sand. You exactly. Know? <laughs> <laughs> so I talked bust. about um, enemies of joy. Right. And I came up with a few things. You could probably throw some other things in this. For sure. I did put one of the enemies of joys that we were taught wrong, mm-hmm. especially as a Christian. We were taught wrong. And I think this is very vital because I know a lot of Christians who were taught wrong. Uh, they For were sure. taught by grandma and yep. grandpa, mom and dad, aunt and, aunts and uncles yep. who didn't have the joy of the Lord, weren't. Uh, really led by the Holy Spirit, but they weren't were a great example. Saved, right? But they're not a great example. You're right of what is, is to be led by the Holy Spirit. So right. you know, you know, I said maybe somebody you you were programmed wrong with a negative attitude. You know, and it, we've been there where you sat around the dinner table and you roasted everybody, and you mm-hmm. roasted everything, and there was a lot of complaining and bitterness and unforgiveness and despair. And there's just there's just a lot of that right. going on in your life. And even when you came to church, you you have this. This attitude that nothing's right. You're always complaining. You're always unhappy about something. We didn't sing the right songs or you, you hate change or, you know, right. you didn't like something that was said or you didn't like how it was said. And, you know, it's like, really? Really? Right. I, I don't get it. And here's the thing. I've I've been doing this since 1984, and I've ne- I didn't get it then, and I still don't get it now. I, right. I don't think I'll ever get it. Right. I, right. I don't think I'll ever get it because it just is not right. Yeah, and I love that image, though, of, you know, you talked about sitting around the dinner table and roasting everybody. You know, yeah. if that's you and you were taught wrong, guess what? You can break that mold. Exactly. One of the things that we love to do around our dinner table, not saying that we were taught wrong, um, you know, and, and I think all of us could look back and, and see areas where we were taught wrong. Oh, um, yeah. You know, and there are times in my life where I get it wrong, and it's like, okay, God, help me to not teach my kids wrong. But one of the things that we love to do at dinner time almost every night is, as we're sitting around the dinner table, is we'll go around the table and we'll ask the question, what's your favorite part? What was your favorite part of the day? Um, and sometimes we do our least favorite part of the day, but we always start with, what was your favorite part? I was sitting around that dinner table and I'd be like, to get this over. Why? <laughs> Come on. But it's, it's neat to hear the kids, you know, exactly. to hear what their favorite part of the day was. And it just gets that, it gets our mind focused on, okay, what was good today? Exactly. Versus that, you know, imagery yeah. that you talked about of roasting everyone and yeah. talking bad about this or this happened. And well, I think that's good. I think that's a good mindset for your kids too, because it gets your kids, you know, thinking about, you know, as they get older and, um, you know, it's, it's going to be, it's going to be a whole different, you know, realm for them when they start to branch out and they'll, right, they'll think about right. those. They'll think about even when they're by themselves, you know, what's been the best part of the day. And, you know, it's kind of like the game, the game you play with youth groups. What's, what's the best and the worst of the day? Exactly. And you start with the worst and go to the best and, you know, try to, you know, figure that out. Yeah. And, um, so yeah, I think that's really good. Cause I think that's better than sitting around griping, complaining about something happened at church or work right. or on the road or whatever. Cause you, that will monopolize mm-hmm. your time. Am I right? That's a blob. Yeah, exactly. But you start talking positive and you start, that's a good way to have your kids, right. You know, get involved. I wonder, I wonder sometimes if, um, you know, if they want to lean toward the South though, you know, like start like, oh, but right. I hated this or, right. or whatever. So not very often. There are some times where it's like, and there are some times where we ask the question, you know, what was your least favorite part of the day? Yeah. And one of them would be like, I didn't have one. It's like, oh, that's awesome. See, you know, if that's, that's, a joy- that's joyful. That is joyful. Yeah. So if that's the case, great. It's like, hold on. Let me, can I give two then since you didn't give one? <laughs> <laughs> Ellie's like, I got five. So here, exactly. let me give you a right five real quick. So. And I'm, Brandon's the top three on exactly. Ellie's five. <laughs> right. <laughs> so, um, Read a scripture, Romans 12, verses 2 and 3. I know this is one of your favorites, so I'm going to toss it over to you. All right. Don't copy the behaviors and customs of this world, but let God transform you into a new person, kind of going back to that 2 Corinthians 5, exactly idea of transformation. Let God transform you into a new person by changing the way you 
think. Then you will learn to know God's will for you, which is good and pleasing and perfect. Because of the privilege and authority God has given me, I give each of you this warning. Don't think you are better than you really are. Be honest in your evaluation of yourselves, measuring yourselves by the faith God has given us. Mm. Don't think of yourselves better than you are. Mm. Be honest in your evaluation. Yep. Again, am I happy? Am I fun to live with? Right. Again, I look at myself in the mirror and I see a picture of myself that same day and I'm like, whoa, that's not, we're not honest in our evaluation of right. who we are. Exactly. And our evaluation of who we are, am I right or wrong? It's only based in God. Mm-hmm. It's based through his word and what he wants me to do. It's not based from the world. It's not based from my job. It's not based out of my spouse or my kids or that's not your validation. It, the, the, I'm I'm to follow what God wants me to do, and my evaluation is of myself, measuring myself by the faith that God has given to me. Right, it not always, measuring yourself by other people. Nope, it goes not right back e- to even God. if they're a good person. Maybe yep. it's brother or sister in Christ. Yep. But no, we measure ourselves by the faith God has given us. We, exactly. You know, we've talked about it before. You know, we we have God's word. God's exactly. word is useful. It's it's there to teach us, to rebuke us, to correct us, yep. to train and teach us. See, the more we go through this, the more we talk about it. I'm, I'm, the more I'm convicted that I really am n- really not good at, at this fruit. Mm. I, I really need help. I'm, I'm just as I'm as I'm even looking as we're talking and breaking this down, I, I realize how f- how I fall short of this. Right. right. And um, where I really have to have the fruit of the, uh, the spirit, but I have to rely on the spirit of God right. to get the fruit of the spirit because the fruit of the spirit only comes from the spirit. Right. It cannot come from me. And so when I read this and I see that, oh man, this is, this is something that's convicting. So first enemy of joy is I was taught wrong. The second is guilt. Yep. And this is huge. And I read absolutely Proverbs ten twenty eight. It says the prospect of the righteous is joy, but the hopes of the wicked come to nothing. Mm. And so I asked, I, I kind of went through this thing where maybe you are wrestling with the sins of your past. Yeah, you've got guilt and you got shame and you've got despair over, mm-hmm. over something that you've got uh, that that you've done. Maybe you, maybe you're doing something now and you right. and you feel extremely guilty about it. Here's the problem with that is that we allow ourselves to go down that road. And um, as much as I hate to say this. I think we like we like doing this to ourselves. It's like a pig wallowing in the mud. Exactly. Wallering. It's kind of like, oh, I'm getting my penance and you know, right. because you are basing your stuff on you right. and not what God has done. This is why I think and I know this is gonna sound crazy. This is why I think a majority of the Christian community doesn't understand grace and doesn't understand what God does right. for us and right. his love and how the spirit works. I really don't believe we understand mm-hmm. this because we get caught up in church things and how we think it is. But how we think it is is really not the way it is. Right. And and I'll be honest with you, I fight against that too. This has been an ever uh never ending battle for me mm-hmm. um in my walk with God to to come to this conclusion. And that's why, you know, today um I don't get my validation from people. Right. And I don't get my I don't get anything from them. If they I appreciate if somebody says, Hey, good job. You know, right. appreciate right. what you said. That's, I, I really appreciate what you said. It hit home. I like that. Exactly. So if somebody actually is talking bad about me or, you know, and I have that happen a lot, again, it doesn't bother me because, um, you know, it, it that so most of these people don't know me well enough to talk bad about me. Right. So it's like, that's not where I get my validation and that's where I'm not going to be brought down by, right. by that because right. I know what God has asked me to do and I know what God's called me to do. And so when I'm looking at, I don't try to get into that thing of I feel guilty or I feel shame for, or maybe right. I shouldn't have done that, or maybe I shouldn't have said that. No, not yeah. not at all. And guilt is there for a reason. Like we're not saying that you shouldn't feel guilty at all. Like there, the guilt comes. Well, I think guilt is a different than conviction. Correct. So I think conviction. Like I feel guilty, right? But the but conviction then you have to move past. That. You got to move past that. exactly. So I'm and convicted. That's what I'm saying. Feel right. guilty, and then I move past it because. If I'm convicted and then I'm guilty and I feel guilty and shameful and I never move fa- past that, in that yeah. well, God's like, what are you doing? Right. I've, Let's I've move freed on. you from that. Exactly. Yeah. And and so you brought up just a great, um, just a great example, you know, and, and I love King David and you look at, at David's life and it's like, oh yes, what do we, we all know David as a man after God's own heart. Right. But you look, David was messed up. Messy. Um, you know, he, you wouldn't want David to be your neighbor. No. And you wouldn't trust him around your females. Exactly. So that, right. Right. You're right. You know, so David commits adultery 
with a married man's wife. He then takes this man, um, tries to manipulate him when that didn't work, sends him to the front line, pretty much has him murdered. Killed. He has him killed. Um, and then finally, you see David, you know, break down and repent. And that's, that's what it's about. You know, we all have those things in our life we have to repent of. And even though he repents, he still has to pay for the consequences He's, of what he did. Correct. Absolutely. Even though he'd been forgiven, correct? For absolutely. Right, right. Yeah. Yeah. We do, that doesn't change. Our consequences don't change. Right. Right. You no. Know? Right. And so, but you read this from Psalm 51 verses 9 through 12. And, um, you, you almost, you have to get to this point. It's like, don't keep looking at my sins. Remove the stain of my guilt. Like, like, I don't want to live in this guilt. Take the guilt away from me, God. Right. He says, create in me a clean heart, O God. Renew a loyal spirit within me. Do not banish me from your presence and don't take your Holy Spirit from me. Restore to me the joy of your salvation and make me willing to obey you. Now, I love this prayer as you look at that and, you know, I've looked at that too. And it's like, he's putting everything back on God. Mm -hmm. There's nothing here that David's like, okay, help me to be a better person so that I can do this, so that I can take the next step, so that I can, no, he said, you know, you know, don't banish me, you know, renew a loyal spirit within me. He's asking God to renew that spirit. You know, yes, creating me a clean heart. He's not creating the clean heart. God's doing that. Exactly. Do not banish me from your presence and don't take your Holy Spirit from me. David knows that that Holy Spirit is what is going to move him to that next level. Restore to me the joy of your salvation. God gives us joy. Mm-hmm. Joy comes from mm-hmm. God. I would say if you're struggling with guilt and shame and, and all that right now, I would read the entire Psalm um, 51. 51, yeah. Because yeah. I think that is such a powerful passage of Scripture. I know that there have been times in my life when I have... <clears throat> done things or things have got, not gone well and I know it was my fault I've gone to Psalm 51 and I've read it and it and it does bring you into another whole area of right. it is David's brokenness that brings him to that and that can I just admit that that's what God wants from us right absolutely <clears throat> he wants our brokenness yep because he can't do anything with your pride. Mm-hmm. This is why pride today, when we talk about pride, even the world, you can't have pride and have God. Exactly. He wants your brokenness because when you're broken, guess what happens? He builds you back to where For you sure. need to be, and you're built back better than you've ever been in yeah. your life. So that that that's huge, and that's yep. a very good um, passage of Scripture. And I, and I got to just tell everybody, as I said yesterday, Jesus wants to take away your guilt and your shame. Right. He does. I mean, don't believe anybody that you should wallow in your self-pity like right. like you said, like a pig exactly. in the mud. You, you don't have to do that, but it's going to be a conscious effort to do that. Third yeah. enemy of joy is our circumstances. Mm-hmm. And I have to be honest with you, this is big. We talked yeah, about this. Exactly. You know, it's like life gets to us. Life comes along. You know, we, we all have marriage issues and car problems, and we have migraine headaches, and mm-hmm. we have boss issues, and we've got all – Tell me about it. Oh, gosh. <laughs> It's good to be emperor. That's right. (laughs) (laughs) No, for sure. You know, our circumstances, and this goes back to, you know, the difference is, you know, do we have true joy or is it merely happiness? James 1, 2 through 3 says, when troubles of any kind come your way, consider it an opportunity for great joy. For you know that when your faith is tested, your endurance has a chance to grow. Does he talk about happy? No. No, he talks about joy. joy. And he doesn't say joy. He says great joy. Yeah. It's over the top yeah. joy. And I didn't read verse four because if you, you, you know, you read when your faith is tested, your endurance has a chance to grow. What's the next words? Then let it grow. Right. Basically, this is good for you. Yes. As bad as we think it is. Right. So you get hit with five things in the next 24 hours. What, God, what do you, what do you, what right? Do you, what are you telling me, man? Exactly. What do you tell? I'm, I'm open. Help me out to figure this out, right? Mm-hmm. Romans 12, 12. Mm-hmm. Rejoice in our confident hope, and this is huge. Be patient in trouble and keep on praying. Mm-hmm. Get up tomorrow and your car didn't start, keep on praying. Yep. Get in an argument with your spouse and it goes on for four days, keep on praying. Something goes down at work, keep on praying. Mm-hmm. You got bad news from the doctor, keep on praying. It's a mindset. Yep. Your joy only comes from knowing Jesus Christ. These are circumstances. You may not be happy about it, but you still can be joyful through God. Exactly. So I gave an example of joy. And, um, and, and, and the example was Jesus. And I mean, where are all be- best to go, right? You get exactly. the example of Jesus to where Jesus, um, is, 
Um, it's the night before he's going to die, and um, we know what happens. Jesus knows everything that's going to happen. He knows about crucifixion. He knows how brutal it is. He knows that his enemies are going to come to arrest him. He knows that um, he knows that uh, Judas is going to betray him. He knows that Jesus, uh, Simon Peter is going to deny him. He knows the rest of the disciples are going to freak out, and they're going to run for cover, and they're going to hide, and they're going to go into the rooms, and they're going to do whatever they're going to do to hide. And this is a terrible night for Jesus, absolutely terrible, but... I love what Jesus does. He talks about love and his joy, right. and he wants his disciples to have it. So in John 15, verses 8 through 11, here's what Jesus says. This is the night before he dies. When you produce much fruit, you're my true disciples. This brings great glory to my Father. I have loved you even as the Father has loved me. Remain in my love. When you obey my commandments, you remain in my love just as I obey my Father's commandments and remain in his love. I have told you these things so that you will be filled with my joy. Yes, your joy will overflow. Mm. It's almost like I've told you these things so that in me you might have peace, right? Right. In this world, you're going to have trouble, so be of good cheer. It's basically it's almost the same thing that Jesus is saying that you put your put your put your your cares upon me. Uh, but on a night when everything's coming unglued, Jesus is rock solid, mm-hmm. and he's focused. This is the thing that I wanted everybody to get from this. He's focused on the kingdom of God. Right. He's not focused on the worst night in history. He's focused on the kingdom of God. He's focused on the next life. He's focused on what's important. And this is the thing that I'm always trying to stress to Christians is that what you see, your job, your house, your, (laughs) your, your issues, your, whatever you go through, you're not living in the real world yet. Right. This is like a blip on, on the scale of eternity. Eternity. And being with God and the kingdom of God is the real world. It's the spiritual world. We, we, we fail to, to realize that. And I think we do ourselves a horrible disservice. Now I'm not saying right. that you're not going to get rocked. Mm-hmm. I'm not saying that something comes down with one of your kids or you get in an accident. You're not going to get rocked, mm-hmm. but you can override that through the spirit of God. This is huge. This is the fine line of Jesus being your what? Your, your, your savior and being the Lord of your life. This is the fine hairy line that everybody, that everybody has, has to walk. Right. And, um, and so I said, how, how do we, how do we, um, how do we get through this? Hebrews 12 too. I love this verse. I do too. We do this by keeping our eyes on Jesus, the champion who initiates and perfects our faith because of the joy awaiting him. He endured the cross, disregarding its shame, and now he's seated in the place of honor beside God's throne. Love that. Love that reminder. If you have any issues in your life, you say, how am I going to do this? By keeping your eyes on Jesus. Exactly. John Piper once said, I was going to throw this quote in, but mm. I decided not to because I quote him too much sometimes. But <laughs> no, not he, John Piper. He said, um, he said, this is the, the distinguishing fact of a Christian. Can you keep your eyes on Jesus when you don't want to? Because there's going to be times where you're not going to want to. Mm-hmm. You're going to be freaked out. You're going to be running for cover. And are you going to keep your eyes on Jesus? Because right. I said, if you keep your eyes on Jesus, why the storm rages around you, only thing you'll see is Jesus. Right. Think about that. I love that. I should it have just, quoted that. that was yeah. Really it reminds me of um, the the older song that we sing, you know, turn your eyes upon Jesus. Look full in his wonderful face, and the things of earth will grow strangely dim, what, in the light of his glory and grace. It all goes back to him, and it's like, mm-hmm. the things of earth, the things that go on around us, they mean nothing in the grand scheme of things. Exactly. And, Except and, for people's salvation. <laughs> well, exactly, and and I love John Piper. It was in a sermon that I was listening to. He said, if you keep your eyes on Jesus, he gives you tunnel vision. Right. Tunnel vision on him. He said, literally, he said, there could be bombs and missiles and chaos all around you. But you have tunnel vision on Jesus, and you keep walking mm-hmm. to him. And then he went on to say that's what got Peter into trouble when he stepped out of the boat. He took his eyes exactly. off of Jesus. Yeah. He got he concerned was about bit. the circumstance instead right. of Jesus. And that's a good illustration, right. yeah. 100% right. Yeah. So I should have used that. You should have. But, you know, then I would have been over time a lot, and you would have You were already over time. Oh, not but the first. I, you were over time. Oh, a minute. Second service was like four. It was it was more. You ad lib second service, but we uh, all do. Come on. So the third thing you said was um, exp- we experience joy, experiencing joy, and you said here are four ways. Number one, it goes back to kind of what you said there before: have a personal relationship with Christ. 
Exactly. And um, this is huge. And this, I'm, I'm, you know, Clint did this two weeks ago. So yep. let's do it again um, just briefly because this is so important. John 15, 5 and 6, Jesus says, I am the vine and you are the branches. Jesus is telling us what's going on. Those who reign, remain in me and I in them will produce much fruit. Basically, you're going to be connected to the Holy Spirit. For apart from me, you can do nothing. Anyone who does not remain in me is thrown away like a useless branch and withers. Such branches are gathered into a pile and they are burned. Mm -hmm. Basically, you're no good. You're worthless. Yeah. And before, right before that, verse four, um, he says, remain in me and I will remain in you for a branch cannot produce fruit if it is severed from the vine. That's a a very kind of final word there. Very, um, Very brutal if it is severed from the vine, and you cannot be fruitless, fruitful unless you remain in me. And so Jesus is just like, hey, I'm giving you everything you need. Exactly. All you've got to do, you can try this, that, and everything else, but if you don't remain in me, if you're not connected to me, you're wasting your time. Well, the personal relationship to Jesus is different than coming to church. A lot of people think your personal relationship to Jesus is I'm coming to church. I'm doing church things. But that right. is nothing. You right. don't have to come to church. You can have a personal relationship with Jesus yep. and maybe never come to church. Mm-hmm. I mean, I know that sounds crazy for me to say. Mm-hmm. I know what the Bible tells us, but this is possible. This is actually right. possible. Right. And the thing that I, that we need to realize is that Jesus needs to be my soulmate. He literally is my soulmate. Right. We are connected. We are intertwined. We are intertwined so deeply that he, he actually, he is what I, what he says I do. Yeah. I don't even think about it anymore. It's just, it is what it is. I, I follow him blindly. And yeah. I know this is really big for some people because, hey, we got to have the scientific facts of why this works. Mm-hmm. Now, you don't have to understand anything right. about the Bible. All you have to do is follow and believe. Yeah. You know, That's think it. about that. I think you're talking about, you know, how Jesus should be our soulmate. I know we're kind of getting a little longer here, but um, and we still have a little bit more to go. We've got another John Piper to quote to go here in a little we bit. We do. Um, but anyways, you know, you talk about Jesus being our soulmate. If I didn't talk to my wife like right. once every, you know, three, four days— would would that relationship be good? No, no. And so the same is true for our relationship with God, with Jesus. You know, we have to be in prayer. We have to communicate. You know, we can't just rub the magic lamp when we need the genie. Exactly. You know, it's a daily process. It's a, it's a, not even a process. It's a daily relationship. You know, and so we have to stay connected to Him. The second way um, is to walk away from temptation. Yep. You said uh, in James one fourteen, temptation comes from our own desires, which entice us and do what? Drag us away. They drag us away mm-hmm. from God. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and then this one, you 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 mentioned this is a, a verse that gets kind of misquoted, misrepresented right. quite often because people think that you know this verse means that God's not going to give us anything that we can't handle. That's right. not what it says. Right, right. He's talking specifically right. about temptations here. Right. First Corinthians ten thirteen. The temptations in your life are no different from what others experience, and God is what? He's faithful. He will not allow the temptation to be more than you can stand. When you are tempted, he will show you a way out so you can endure. And you talked about that last section there yesterday quite a bit. I thought that was really good, um, just in the fact that you talked about how, you know, there's always that way out. There is. You know, God gives you a way out, and you said it. You were honest, and and if I'm going to, you know, answer that question, you know, I, I've got to be honest, too. Do I always take the way out? No. Mm-mm. But is it there? Mm-hmm. It's always there. God provides the way out. Yep. Um, but there are some times where it's like, psh, you know, just right. move past it, and it's like, and then you get, you know, past it, and it's like, wow. Right. Like, that was like, the door right. was wide open. All I had to do was walk through it. God exactly. opened the door, and I, I was just a numbskull. Exactly. And here's the thing about walking away from temptation. You need to realize that when you and I are tempted, that is Satan messing with you to lead you away from God because your desires most generally are going to go against God because they're your desires and not his. So if Satan can tempt you and get you to go away from God, then guess what? You won't have joy in your life. This is a a big time is going to lead you away. Um, Again, I ran across this This as a different kind of temptation uh, or temptation to find. And I don't know who did this, but I ripped it off of somebody again. And it said, uh, it's says the desire to do something, especially something wrong or unwise. Mm. And it's true, isn't it? Yeah. Very yeah. simple, very basic. Um, and I just feel like that we need to, we need to, we need to walk away from that. John Piper. Here he is. 
He says, darkness comes. In the middle of, uh, of it, the future looks blank. The temptation to quit is huge. Don't. You're in good company. You will argue with yourself that there's no way forward. But with God, nothing is impossible. Mm. He has more ropes and ladders and tunnels out of the pits than you can conceive. And this is my favorite part of the quote. Wait, pray, hope, and be joyful. Mm. Can't you see him saying that? Yeah. Actually, did see him say it. So. Right. It was very good. I love that, though. You will argue with yourself that there is no way forward. You know, and, and that's what happens if you rely on yourself. Exactly. You know, and so we have to rely on, we have to be connected to Jesus and, and walk away from that temptation. That's great. Number three is thir- serve God and serve others. And I think this is huge. Mm-hmm. I think, I think this is, this is where the rubber meets the road. I think that if you find yourself in the middle of not being a joyful person, you need to evaluate your life and not right. just through your life. I come to church, but are you serving other people? And I'm right. not talking about giving your money because it's easy to write a check and give money. And say I'm serving. I'm, yeah. yeah. I'm talking about are you getting your shirt sleeves rolled up and mm-hmm. are you physically doing something in the name of God to serve somebody else? Right. And, um, you know, Jesus says in John 15, 11 through 13, I've told you uh, these things so that you will be filled with my joy. Yes, your joy will overflow. Uh, this is my commandment. Love each other in the same way that I have loved you. There's no greater love than this than to lay down your life for a friend. Yeah. And, and I think that a lot of times we we don't even like each other in the Christian community, let alone um, love, love each, each other, other yeah. and serve one another. So I basically said, if you're depressed today and you're down and you have no joy, I encourage you just to serve somebody in the name of Jesus Christ. Mm -hmm. Just get up and do it. Yeah, find something. Doesn't have to be organized. Doesn't have to go through the church. You just do it. Right. Just find somebody to uh, to serve. Number four is focus on eternal things. And I think this is literally one of the things that we need to do as a Christian. We're too focused on the world. Too focused on on what is happening here um, around us, and and I'll be honest. Sometimes your life isn't ideal. Sometimes you got issues with your mm-hmm. health or your finances or your marriage or whatever. It's not always going to be great, but right. you're focused on the wrong thing. Satan wants you to get off of God, mm-hmm. and this is an easy way uh, to do this. Um, John sixteen twenty one and twenty two says it'll be like a woman suffering the pains of labor when her child is born. Um, her anguish gives way to joy yeah. because she has brought a new baby into the world. Basically, she forgot about the pain. Right. Now. It doesn't mean that the pain's not there. No, but she forgot because she she's forgot so about it. overjoyed. Yes. So you'll have sorrow for now, but I will see you again, and then you will rejoice, and no one can rob you of that joy. Mm. It's like Jesus saying, hey, hey it's don't be over in a minute. Right. He's like, don't forget the end game. You exactly. know, Don't forget that, you know, it's like he, he says, you know, um, in another place, you know, I'm going to prepare a place for you. You know, exactly. we, we talk about that. We sing about that. You know, my father's, you know, house has many rooms. You know, if it weren't so, I wouldn't tell you exactly. these things. It's like we can't forget that. And you talked about that yesterday, that um, that this life, the life that we live, it's just, like, just a, like a blip. It's just like a blip. Yep. It's just, and you said, you know, I, we may, I may die at noon today. If that's the case, you've got 20 minutes, 20 minutes. Um, of life left. And then guess what? You know, then life begins. Life begins. And that's the thing. You said, or I may live another 30 Don't years. Don't be jealous, bro. Don't be jealous because it will be good to be with the king. Actually. Exactly. <laughs> For 100%. 100%. Um, but you said, you know, I may live another 30 years. And even if I live another 30 years, guess what? It's still bam, it's like that. Like that. Um, and we get so focused up on our life here and think, oh, this is, uh, this is all I have to live for. No, mm-hmm. this is just the beginning. Um, mm-hmm. and this really isn't that glorious of what it's going to be like. Not at know? all. So I, I love that, but I do love that imagery that Jesus, you know, gives us of just a woman exactly. who gives birth to a child. Exactly. He's like, you know, the pain's not gone, but guess mm-hmm. what? Now she has mm-hmm. joy. I, uh, closed with a scripture yesterday, Psalm 126, verse two and three. And I love this. I, I thought this was a good way to, to end. It says, we were filled with laughter. And sang for joy, and the other nations said, "Was what amazing things the Lord has done for them? Yes, the Lord has done amazing things for us. What joy, right? I think we we need to get on the facts of God and what God has already done for right. us. And that's the thing of just being reminded of that. You know, reminding ourselves." You know, even in those moments where it, we're struggling to find joy, and maybe right. it's a happiness thing and not a joy thing, but reminding ourselves of, of what God has done for us. I had a friend one time tell me, he said, have you ever noticed how many close calls that you've had being in car accidents? Mm. And I was like, yeah. He said where it was like it was a near miss, like 
a fraction sooner or a yes. fraction later, yeah. it could have been detrimental. Yeah. And I said, yeah, I have noticed that. And uh, he looked at me and he said, I believe 100% that was God taking care of the situation before we got there. Yep. And I looked at him and I said, not coincidence? And he went, no. He said, so, no. Right. Not means I won't be in a car wreck, he said. But I don't believe, he said, I believe that God's taking care of us. He said, I think we get into the bad habit of always forgetting what God has done for us or forgetting what God has done for us that we don't even know about. Right. That we're like perpetual children that we always yeah. like, what, what are you going to do for me next? We're like crying children, like, give me, give me, give me. Right. Well, it's like you look, and we've talked about this a lot in the last year, you know, look at the Israelites, you know, and look at, the, and I think you're going to be talking about them coming up here too, yeah. aren't you? Um, but, you know, you you look at them as they're, you know, they flee Egypt and then they're, they are disobedient to God, and so God makes them wander through the yep. wilderness. And then yep. what do they do? They complain. They forget what God has brought them from, and then they're like, "Man, we should have stayed in Egypt. We had it so much better then, and we had yeah. pots of meat, and we had yeah. this." And no, you didn't. Yeah, you were working eighteen hours a day, it's, and you had nothing to eat. Exactly. Yeah. And so it's like you know, but you know, pots of meat. That sounds really good. It sounds like Texas Day Brazil. It does. <laughs> that sounds wow, really good that too. Sounds really good. Yeah. Sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt you. But no, you're good. I got sidetracked on the pots of meat. Yeah, that's it's one of my love languages, I think. Pots of ribeye. Right? Oh, ribeye. That is... <laughs> he meant pots of ribeye steak Ooh. with the squishy. The squishy. <laughs> Extra squishy because Allie doesn't yeah, eat hers. Yeah, so. yeah, 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 yeah. So, um, but yeah, good day yesterday. We're continuing on with the fruit of the spirit, not fruits. Not fruits. So uh, we're continuing on next uh, week, and uh, we're going to be diving into the topic of peace. Peace. Peace, bro. Peace. Not peace. that kind of peace. Okay, gotcha. <laughs> um, so, yeah, I hope you guys um, will join us. You awake? Yeah, I'm awake. Okay. Yeah, I'm awake. He zoned on me. Yeah, yeah, right, right, right. So yeah, it's peace actually. So I want to let you guys know that, um, we, um, we got a few things coming up. We talked about this last week, but we'll talk about it again. Young at Hearts coming up. Chili cook off on Saturday, mm. January the 21st at 5 p.m. If you need information or whatever, contact Leonard Lisa Smith at rccyah at gmail.com. And then we have a women's event called Say Cheese. Cheese. January 28th, that's a Saturday at 5 p.m., opportunity for women at RCC to get to know each other better. A lot of smiling, I think, is going to go Well, I think they're gonna actually going to eat cheese, cheese? and oh. have charcuterie boards. I said it right that time. Wow, that's I think nice. that's how you say it. You'll learn more about this and reserve your spot at richwood.church forward slash women. And then Baby Dedication Day is coming up. Coming up on Sunday, January the 29th during our second worship hour. I think last week I said both of them, but it's only the second worship Correct. hour. And so this is going to be uh, open for families with babies three years and under. This is going to be a great time to get together. So you need to fill out a children on the children's ministry page. There's a form you can fill out that needs to be in by January the 22nd. So, but if you have any questions, just contact the church or contact Sarah Smith and she'll get you into the right area again on the 29th of January. Busy day, busy mm -hmm. day. It's a Sunday also. Aging parents class. Three-week class starting 29th, 4 to 5.30. You can um, sign up at richwood.church forward slash sign, sign up. up. And then the women at the well. Women at the well. They'll be gathering. No, I'm teasing. <laughs> it's a night of praise and worship on Friday, February the 10th at 6.30. So, again, it's for um, females 13 and up. You can uh, sign up and register at richwood.church forward slash women. So mm -hmm. there you go. Lots of good stuff coming up. So looking forward to all that. So yeah, it's going to be good. Good week ahead maybe. And but Yeah. The weather's going to be mild this week, so I don't have to put up with you complaining. I've done really good You'll this year. You'll be good. With, yeah, I, I have, you have done really good. I've been impressed. Uh -huh. um, I did say something to you earlier. I'm like – you know what? You've done really good. You were like, yeah, you weren't around me when we hit that cold snap a few weeks right, right. back at Christmas week. <laughs> exactly. I was miserable. That, I mean, sure I, everybody were. else was too. I'm sure you were. It was cold. Like just taking the dog out and like the dog was like, hey, I just want to chew on a stick and lay down here. I'm like, bro, it yeah. is like negative 30, like wind chill. wise, wind yeah. chill. Yeah. Like we got to do this. Either you're going potty or we're going back inside because 
What I thought was crazy is that, you know, there were some parts in my yard where there was not a lick of snow. And then in my driveway, which where I need to walk and right. go, there's two feet of snow. Go figure. How, so how does it, was, that work? it was weird in our yard because like where the dog normally goes out to go to the bathroom, I could see grass. So it was perfect for mm-hmm. us. But then on past out kind of in between my brick building and the barn. Yeah. The snow was blowing through there. Literally five foot snow drifts. Back there, where the all the weeds and stuff, it yeah. kind of the tree line had stopped it. It literally was at least as tall as me, so three foot. Yeah, it's crazy. I mean, it? five foot. Yeah, right. five five. Right. So, um, you know, I was looking at our grounded logo that we have. You know, when people pull it up, and it's got you with the Beebs brew. That's right. So I think since we're it's not there, we should. Get a different one. I mean, I'm not talking about you being king, you know, where I'm bound down. I don't want that one, but too late. You should get it. Okay, gotcha. <laughs> <laughs> I should have saved that. I think it's still. Yeah, you should have. Still there. Hold on. Hold on. I can go into Snapchat. Yeah, you should have. It is still there. Uh, There's some fun the, ones though. There are some fun. Yeah. If you go. Oh, there it is. Oh gosh. Oh, it's. Oh, it's totally saved. Uh oh. Totally saved. Well, I guess be looking for that. We need a new, um, a new logo, anyways, because I think our hair has changed now. Mine's not quite as long. You've gotten back to the faux hawk, and yep. So that's where I've landed for a while. Been, yeah, been actually been a while. Yeah, longer than I usually go. I know. I was going to grow mine out, and it got so long, and I'm like, I'm done, tapping out. Yeah, it got shaggy and annoying, and I was in Virginia. We were, I was cooking ribs one night, and I had taken a shower, but I hadn't put any any product in it or anything. And so it was like flopping around everywhere. And I was like, I can't, I can't do this. So right. I grabbed a, I grabbed one of Jordan's hair ties and tied it up into like a unicorn on the oh front. Gosh. I was tired of it. Just getting down in my eyes and stuff. And then oh my we got back from that and I messaged you. I'm like, I want my haircut. <laughs> Done. 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 So, all right. Well, you have anything else? I don't. Been a, been a good week so far. Yeah, we're it's only, only Monday. Uh, yeah, it's only Monday. <laughs> Noon on Monday almost. Noon on so. Monday. Well, I hope the week uh, continues to go great. I hope you find joy, even if you don't find happiness. Gonna try. That's right. It's, it's a daily. Actually, I can't try. I gotta do it by the power of the Holy Spirit. Exactly. So, yeah, there's nothing I can do to get that. That's right. Right. That's right. So we hope you all have a great week this week. Um, um, let us know if, if you need anything. Let us know if you find any great coffee that you love. Yes. And, uh, we'll be more than happy to try that. Maybe next week. We'll see. Maybe we'll be eating waffles with some fresh, fresh syrup. coffee and, and coffee. Fresh, yeah, fresh yeah. syrup and given coffee. We'll have to decide. Things what? are always taste better when they're given to you. <laughs> I agree. <laughs> right? I agree. So well, I have to buy it. All right. Well, on that note, Craig's Craig's pleading for things. He's like, just give us stuff. <laughs> right. Right. <laughs> uh, we hope you have a great week, and uh, thanks for listening, Craig. You have a wonderful day. Hey, you too. Bye, everybody. Thank you.